Where do mermaids go to see movies? At the dive-in movie theater. <laughs> hey, shh. Welcome back, everyone, to Not Another Needless Sequel, where we talk movies and propose unnecessary prequels, sequels, reboots, and remakes. I'm your host, Kane, and today I have with me my wife, Kelsey. Yes! Kelsey will be my co-host as we discuss 1989's The Little Mermaid. So what's the plot? Um, Ariel is a daughter of King Triton, and she really wants to be a human with legs and interact with them, and uh, she falls in love with one from afar. The movie begins with, you see the ship that Prince Eric is on. You get an introduction to him, and the sailors are telling him about the legend of King Triton. I'd like to take this moment to tell you that I spent my entire childhood thinking his name was King Trident. D-E-N, like his weapon. I didn't know it was Triton. Clean it up with orbit. Yes. <laughs> um, like the gum. But in Greek mythology, the god of the sea is Poseidon, or Neptune in Latin, and this movie's got it as King Triton, and that's one of Neptune's sons, which I thought was interesting. Mm -hmm. I, I guess, you know, either way, I thought it was Trident. They didn't really call him god. They called no. him king. King, god. Because he was king of Atlantica. Yeah. It don't matter. So as we get that, it starts to go underwater because one of the fish that are on the ship escape yeah. and i think that they did a really good job with the music there they're playing just the like no vocals but just the music for part of your world yeah and they're playing it very low as you kind of see just fish and seaweed and that kind of thing but as the first mer person passes over it gets more upbeat and it's kind of an intense moment, especially if it's your first time seeing this, maybe even as a kid, you see a mer person, like it's crazy. Yeah. Like that's intense. And I think that they did a good job of that where I appreciated it even more with the music playing along with yeah. that and kind of setting the tone of that. Um, but all these mer people are going towards this concert venue arena. Yeah, I did also note that I liked the intro of the mer people. And in the beginning I was like, it seemed like a bit much and a bit extra that King Triton was like coming out yeah. on this dolphin drawn carriage. And then I was like, wait, it's a concert. So like mm -hmm. it makes sense. Um, but I did think it was a little bit extra. And when King Trident actually comes out to the concert, his and... name's King Triton. You're calling him <laughs> Trident. Damn it. When King Triton comes out to the concert, <laughs> are you done? Okay. When King Trident comes out to Triton, the I'm scrapping this whole thing no, because you're you not. won't stop being quiet no, and you're I, making me mess up. Because... I am being quiet and no, don't get on me because it. you don't know his stop name. It. You've called him King Trident the whole time. No, I haven't. I've yes, corrected have... it seven times, and no, every time I go have. back because you keep resetting me. Let me finish my fucking line. King. When the king. What's his name? When the king comes out and he is floating over the crowd. In the crowd, Mickey, Donald, and Goofy are down there. No, they're not. Yes, they are. I paused it. I found it. Apparently, people say Kermit's there, too. I didn't see Kermit. But I did see Mickey, Donald, and Goofy. That's wild. Yeah. And, you know, what are they doing? What's going on? <laughs> 
But anyway. I will say that I did forget that Ariel had a bunch of sisters. I had not seen this movie in such a long time that I forgot. But Triton does make a point to say that he's only excited for Ariel. It's a bit rude, right? Yeah, and I was like, it's it's very rude. All he's your other daughters, like, he's like, especially he's like, Ariel. Yeah, he's like, she's so wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Which they claim she's got the best voice. I don't know. I only got to see the one concert and only the beginning. But uh, I feel like also he overreacted to her not being there. Like, they are singing and they're singing about how they're about to introduce her. And this clam opens up. She's supposed to be inside of it. My first thought would have been, oh, she must be late. But he immediately is pissed. Yeah, well, you have to, it goes into it, but it seems like he knows that she has a habit of running away. Yes, that's true. So it then cuts to Ariel and Flounder, and they are exploring a sunken ship. The woman that plays Ariel, Jodie Benson, this was her first acting role, and she didn't tell anyone she was doing any voice work until the film came out because she was worried her friends would judge her, especially for it being a cartoon. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that's crazy because, you know, it's a super popular cartoon. I mean... It was very good. Yeah. Disney ride's fun. Yeah, the Disney ride was fun. And they... She actually still voices Ariel anytime they need it to this day, including most recently the sequel to Wreck-It Ralph. They... If you remember, they have like a scene with all the princesses. She did that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I thought that was super interesting. Obviously loves the character. I mean, she's even been kind of involved in doing little interviews here about the new live action one. But anyway, Ariel and Flounder are exploring this ship. She's super interested with human objects. She, she finds like a fork and a pipe. There's a shark chasing them. Um, You know, it's a fun scene and it kind of gets you acclimated to the kind of person she is. She's adventurous and she's very curious. Yeah. And so she brings these items to a seagull scuttle to ask what they are. She assumes that he knows all of this, I guess, because he lives above land. Scuttle is absolutely demented. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's like, that is a dingle hopper and like brushes his hair yes. with it. Scuttle is chaotic good. He is yeah. just, I mean, he's standing on top of like a broken piece of ship. Before he comes down, he drops an anchor yes, <laughs> for no it reason. Absolutely smokes it yeah. on the rock. And he's singing like just nonsense when it first shows him he's on this rock and he's just like four, three, two. Like he's just singing things that aren't music. He doesn't know when anything's called. He's like, this is a dingle hopper. This is a, I don't even know what he said. Flabber fl- something. He tries flarf, to. Flarf. I don't. <laughs> nutter. I don't know. Man, but I he didn't... blows on it. And he even, like, before he tells her what this is, he says this was used by humans because back in the day, they used to just stare at each other all day. And he gets in her face. He just stares at her. He's like, it got very boring. Yeah. (laughs) Like, he's insane. Uh, But he's funny. And when he mentions music, Ariel remembers she was supposed to be present for this concert. Yeah. And then her and Flounder are rushing back, swimming in the water, and Mm -hmm. it pans to Ursula watching her. Yes. And they do this very evil, like... It just shows her eyes. I feel like I've seen that yeah. in a few Disney movies, but it's super creepy. I just, I did have one comment about Ursula's introduction, which she's a very dramatic person. Yeah. She eats that, like, little worm shrimp, whatever that, like, bait thing is, and yeah. she's like, I used to rule mm-hmm. Atlantica, and now I'm out here practically starving. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Ursula is not starving. <laughs> she's, like, wasting she's away. She's like... Well, Ursula, I didn't write down the name, but she is based off lesser-known myth, just like mermaids are, like, this myth. There's something out there that's half human, half octopus. I was I was wondering if we knew why she was no longer in the palace. No, and oddly enough, there was deleted scenes that went over that, but nobody really ever 
said what those were. Man, and it's not like they didn't have enough time. You know old Disney movies are like an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, a clean hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, it's like my favorite movies to watch (laughs) for that reason. So Ariel gets back. Her father is, of course, lecturing her on you can't go to the surface, that kind of thing. It's dangerous. Mm -hmm. He's just like an all-out racist against humans, I guess. Yeah, something must have happened, though. Something, I think, did happen. Oddly enough, it wasn't their first thought. They didn't maybe come up with this, and obviously you could just write this off, but the third sequel to this movie is a prequel to the original, and Ariel's mother and Triton's wife is killed following a pirate ship or something. She, Well, no, a pirate ship comes by, and they're all running from it, but... Triton had gifted Ariel's mother a music box and the music box got left behind. She went to go get it and she died in the process. And that could very well just be the reason. Man, Um, I didn't, I never saw that one. I only saw one of the best like Disney sequels that we can agree. Like of the Disney sequels, like the straight to DVD sequels. I feel like the Little Mermaid 2 is like. Straight to tape. Oh yeah, VHS. Yeah. I did have that VHS, now that I'm thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's, like, the best sequel, though. Yeah, well, so in the third one, I mean, the point of the third one, they do this very, like, footloose, they ban music because he's upset about the music box, but also, you know. He got over it. He got over that. Well, that's kind of the whole movie. Once Ariel had such a beautiful voice. Yes, but, you know, I would say that could be the reason, but either way, that movie didn't come out till much later, so who knows? Yeah, I I kind of did make a comment that King Triton is racist against humans later, mm-hmm. but it doesn't happen until he destroys her room. Yes, so, he calls them fish eaters, which I get it. Your people are fish, and so that seems insane yeah. to you. But it does feel like a very much it it's got undertones of he's racist against these people because they're yeah. so different. And also, I did want to make a comment. Sebastian's constant crap talking to the king <laughs> got him to have to watch her all the time. So, joke's on you, buddy boy. He says, like, teenagers, you give them an inch, they swim all over you, which was an ad-libbed line, apparently, but that's yeah, funny. It's, it's good. Sebastian is, like, definitely, like, an unsung, like, hero character in this movie. And so the next thing that we see is Ariel retreats to her grotto after Sebastian is told to follow her and she sings the Part of Your World song. I liked that whole scene. Yeah, it's a very famous song. It's a cool scene because you get to see her collection and this is kind of the last bit of trivia I have on this, but this was the first movie to do what Howard Ashman would call the I Want song where the protagonist reveals their dreams early in the film through song. And so... The other examples I have of this are Belle in Beauty and the Beast, like the song Belle, not the person. Uh, One Jump Ahead in Aladdin, I Just Can't Wait to Be King in Lion King, Uh, Just Around the River Bend, Pocahontas, Out There, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Go the Distance, Hercules, Reflection, Mulan, Strangers Like Me, Tarzan, I'm Still Here, Treasure Planet, Almost There, The Princess and the Frog, When Will My Life Begin, Tangled, for the first time in forever, Frozen, and How Far I'll Go, Moana. All, all of these All are, bangers. Yeah. Well, they're all considered the I Want song, where yeah. your main character tells you basically their reason. And what they want. Yes, and it's, um, you know, it's interesting that this was the first one to do it, and a lot of Disney movies obviously followed that, and it very much makes for an easy way to get that point across without spending too much time building this up. And, you know, you get a banger of a song out of it. Yeah. Well, Sebastian comes in and he's berating her about what is this collection. But at the same time, she sees 
Eric's boat pass over the hole above her grotto, and she swims up to see what's up with the ship. And she climbs onto the ship, Mm -hmm. which I question this the whole movie. Can they breathe out of water or not? Do they have to be in water? Well, I think she can because she's half human, and crabs also can. Crabs don't need water. Yeah, but crabs don't need to be... Can they just stay in water forever? I guess, yeah, because when they go crabbing, they just... Yeah. Well, why can't she just be on land then as a fish? Why does she she need legs? legs. She don't need legs. Just flop around. Oh my gosh. Get out of here. He doesn't know anything. That's fine. But she, that's where she like basically falls in love with Eric at first sight and he's dancing and she's like, oh, he's so handsome, isn't he? Yeah. And then what was interesting is the weather. They're going into a hurricane. Lightning strikes the ship. It catches on fire. All of this, but Triton controls the weather. So was he, he did just, it right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that's something that nobody mentions. Like, was this Triton? Yeah, he knew it yeah. was up, and he was like, "I'm gonna kill him." Kill him. <laughs> yeah, he's like, mm, "She's missing again. <laughs> Not today." Yeah, this will um, send her back down. Yeah, and so she ends up saving Eric's life because Eric saved his dog. How Eric lived, I don't know. It showed a gunpowder barrel explode yeah. while he was on the ship. I, I know. He should be gone. Yeah, and then she just sat there weirdly staring over him all night and then was like, oh. Well, so I like that she continues the part of your world song, basically, yeah. because she has different lyrics there, but she mm-hmm. sings to him, waking him up, and then from a distance watching him as he's now up and about, she says something like, I don't know what's happening, like in the song form and, you know, different words. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I know something's starting right now. Yeah. And I, you know, that was a really good way to continue the song and also continue the, hey, this is where this is going to go. And this is a big turning point for her of meeting this guy. And the camera pans to him, like, opening his eyes, which yeah. we'll get to later. But um, he sees what she looks like. Yeah. And he's just like, I don't. You know? Later, when he meets her, he's like, you can't talk. He's like, I'll find, find her, her one day. Like, you, you know what you she looks like. You <laughs> literally can see her. Yeah. He. How do you not remember it, but you remember her voice? Get out of town, sir. Yeah. But yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. And then it goes back to... Ursula. Ursula. Yeah, so she sees all this and she's like, this is the perfect way for my plan to unfold because now I can use this love of Eric and, you know, her want to be on land to kind of trick her i do have the question though you know all the people that she like turns little because the contracts yeah her garden of people is what i put do you think that she just has those people or does she also eat them Ew, i don't think she eats them because she kind of talks about it like it's a collection but then again i don't know what she's eating she's like there's like even a scene where she's using makeup and she just like squeezes this thing and uses his lipstick and i'm like ew Ew. what is that Anyways, sorry. So Sebastian is trying to convince her that she's wrong, and that's how we get the Under the Sea song. Great song. Yeah, I mean, amazing song. And it's cool to me that, you know, they mentioned Sebastian is like composer in the beginning. Like he's when he's bitching at Ariel for not being there, he's like, This was to be the pinnacle of my distinguished career. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, exactly. But the I think the worst part is is Flounder and Ariel sneak off during the middle, the middle of it. Of the so song. rude. Yeah, yeah, let the man finish. I know, man. <laughs> he's yeah. putting on a show for you. They sneak off, and it's because Flounder wants to show Ariel that he somehow procured that statue of Eric that they had on the ship. How? Flounder's so small. So small. He yeah. But anyway, then Triton and Sebastian meet up and, you know, Triton calls Sebastian in and Sebastian's nervous thinking that 
Triton found out about yeah. the fact that Ariel, yeah, Ariel saved Eric. And yeah, that's when he does the, he says yes. Like, yes. yeah. And Sebastian basically spills it accidentally, honestly. He really didn't mean to tell about what happened. He just assumed he already knew. And that's when Triton goes to Ariel's grotto and he's pissed and he just... uh, Destroys everything. Yeah, he destroys everything in there with his trident. And that leaves Ariel heartbroken. You can see as Triton is leaving, he looks back and he's again wondering if he is being too hard on her, which he asked Sebastian earlier, was I too hard on her? I think that it in it there's a scene later that this happens. He's like sitting on the throne, like, nobody rests until she's found. I'm so sorry for what I've done. Like what have I done? And I think something yeah. that this movie does well is Triton feels guilty for all of these things that he's done. And a lot of times in movies like this, people aren't like that. They don't feel bad at all. They continue to blame others. They continue with their feelings of hate towards other groups of people. And he's like internally blaming himself. Yeah. And I mean, he does, it, it, they do do a really good job of it where he's not strictly, it, it, well, he's kind of an asshole when you think about it as he's like racist against humans, but at the same time, he's not an asshole towards his daughter. Like he questions his own choices. He wants to, you know, love her unconditionally, but part of that unconditional love for someone is that you respect their individuality and who they are and their yeah. kind of thing, whether it differs from you or not. He and, eventually comes to realize that. Yeah, but, but yeah. Triton clearly, he doesn't respect Ariel's values and he's obsessed with his hatred for humans above his own daughter's yeah. uh, wants. And ultimately, Ariel feels constrained by the society she lives in along with her father's actions and that really sets up the divide which follows up with this scene that Ursula sends Flotsam and Jetsam, her eels, to tell Ariel, you know, she can help you. You just have to go see the sea witch. Yeah, and what I don't understand is how does she not tell that the eels with multicolored eyes are evil? I actually have it written down that everything about Ursula is so clearly evil and Ariel's just like, it's probably fine. I'm in love. She's literally going to her cave and you see these souls on the ground like looking tormented they're begging they grab onto her she comes out of this dark shell and like do you see this she's terrible don't talk to her but again i mean it comes back to how far she's been pushed by her father that she doesn't care we get the song poor unfortunate souls Mm -hmm. which um great song but she sings that awfully sexually. Well, they based her character off of a couple of people from back then, and it, it kind of plays to that. Yeah, and I, I was just saying, like, I don't yeah. think I, I mean, ever noticed how chest, sexual it was. Like, she, yeah, shook her chest, like, into the camera. Oddly enough, this is one of the first, or I think this is the first Disney princess that showed midriff and cleavage. Mm. I mean, kind of had to. She's a mermaid, I guess. But, you know, I guess they were able to take a few extra steps with the rest of the movie as well. So she agrees to Ursula's deal that she's going to make her human, but she can't stay human unless she gets true love's kiss. She has three days to do it. And the payment for that is Ariel's voice. So she has to do it all without her voice. And if she's unsuccessful, Ariel will be part of her part garden. Of her cult garden. Yeah, yeah, her merpeople garden. So Ariel agrees and she turns her into a human. And imagine if she was turned into a human and it was realistic in that she just was immediately crushed by the... Barometric pressure. Yeah. She's at yeah. the bottom of the sea and she turns her human. And you see her struggle and she's like, uh-oh. She can't swim. <laughs> I can't yeah, breathe. And then, like, imagine if Sebastian and Flounder weren't there. Which like... I don't even believe that this Flounder and this crab 
brought her up. Yeah, Sebastian's a small crab, too. <laughs> he is tiny. He is a tiny crab, which the chef does make. He's like, this tiny little crab later. Yeah. But... So, she's brought to the surface. She's super happy about having and legs. And she has a top and no pants. Yeah, she's butt-ass she's, naked. She's shirt-cocking it. <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> Um, they, so Scuttle tells her that she needs to dress like a human and there's just like a wrecked sail on the beach and she dresses in that and she's like, yeah, like this is it. And, um, then Eric and them find her. And the dog recognizes her. Yeah. The dog knows who she is. And he is. doesn't. He's just like, why is oh, this girl? Yeah. Like, first of all, you're on an island. It's a very small island. It looks like the only thing there is this castle. There's no way that a woman washed up on your shores. Remember behind the castle when they spend the day together, there's like a whole village and it's like oh, land. Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah. It just, just seems has so an small. Ocean. He just has an oceanfront view. Yes. So they get Ariel like a bath and, you know, they kind of get her cleaned up. And I think it was funny that the maid that's like giving her the bath is like i'll just get this clean she takes her like clothes and it's just that sail yeah. and she judges the shit out of her and she goes to wash it i know and then you know sebastian's getting washed but after that she comes in to the dining hall and eric is like oh my she's beautiful yeah again you don't remember her yeah you don't exactly how do you not you remember her yeah yeah and how are you not like i think i saw this girl yeah in fact He's been telling his, I don't know what this guy is. He doesn't seem like a butler, but he tells the guy that's always with him, you know, about the girl that saved him. Did you not remember any of these details and tell them to him? Anyway. Yeah. Sebastian during this gets into the kitchen and it must be an absolute fucking nightmare for him. He is seeing Fish. I said the same thing. They're I getting said the deboned. Same thing. They're getting their heads chopped off. This is hell. It's sad. It's absolutely sad. I said the same exact thing. It's so messed up. I mean, like, can you just imagine that he in terms of being it. a human? It like Yeah. This is It's real walking dead, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Like I can see why he's so fucked up about it. What and was that place called in The Walking Dead? Where do they go? You know Terminus. Know? Terminus. Yeah. It's very terminus for him. Yeah. So it's fucking scary. He has a fight with the chef. It's pretty fucking hilarious. I mean, the whole thing, the way that goes down is funny. Yeah. He like starts to stuff him and that's where he makes a yeah. comment about how little he is. It's weird because he stuffs him with lettuce and breadcrumbs or like croutons and then he's going to throw him in a boiling pot. Like, what is this food? And he puts flour on him. <laughs> But then Sebastian gets away and he goes to hide. Yeah. And there's, well, Ariel does brush her hair with the fork. And then they all look at her and she's, she's like, like, shit. Yeah. And then she blows the ashes and that guy's pipe all over his face. Yeah. And, but after that, they come out and the butler, we'll just, I'm just calling him the butler. He says, let's eat before this crab wanders off my plate. Yeah. And, and like, he had already wandered off Sebastian his plate. Off the plate. Yeah. He was, he so, was like already gone. That's funny. And he's just, I mean, they don't even animate it at that point. He just stops and stares blankly like, what the hell is He was like, oh. Yeah. And then Which, they that was dinner. his food? One well, crab? Well, they skipped dinner. And, like, I'm wondering what Ariel ate. Did she they sit there serving, and eat the crab? I don't know. They were serving that fish. That would have been horrific for her, too. I know. Like, I can't I, believe they just eat fish here. I know. So, yes, Ariel, you know, she's in goes to bed. She's, like, watching Eric out the window, falling in love. And the next day, they're to spend the day together. And this is basically, like, her best chance yeah, to... Yeah, too. Yeah, her best chance to get that kiss. They do the kiss the girl song as they're out there. Which, right before that, I think the best joke of the fucking film is Scuttle is like, I'm going to set the mood. And he's like, 
<laughs> he just starts singing, and fucking Eric says, somebody should find that animal and put him out of his misery. <laughs> he does. That's that's the best out loud joke of the film, but yeah. there's, there's something just I found a hair better okay. in the big fight, which we'll get to, but... I personally like Kiss the Girl's my favorite song in the movie. It's a good song. It's which... it's like I realize it's like a love song or whatever, but I like the whole scene. Well, yeah, I mean, it's really good. Like, it all plays together very well. One thing is Eric must be thinking he's fucking going crazy because he can hear Sebastian talking. He's like, did you he hear that? He doesn't think anything about it. Yeah, and Sebastian even says the name. He's like, Ariel. And he's like, oh, your name is Ariel? Like, are you losing your mind? I would like, literally be like, I'm hallucinating. Yeah, like, I know. Do you see he these frogs? He must have had like some mushrooms <laughs> yeah. or like... Something he doesn't he doesn't well even when he finds out that Ariel's a mermaid he doesn't react at no, all. No, exactly. I mean we'll get to that, but yeah, he's very just. He I loves don't know. all kinds. Eric seems a little dumb, so they almost kiss due to that song until Flotsam and Jetsam flip the boat and Ursula's like, "Enough is enough. They got too close. I'm gonna have to head up there." And she starts turning human. The animation of her switch between this squid to human is Horrific. horrifying. Horrific. <laughs> like, I agree. It's it's like it's dulled in the background because they start to go into the next scene. So you don't even get a full view of it. But that transformation, that in-between state yeah. is the scariest thing. Yeah. I completely agree. So Ursula shows up as Vanessa, which you don't even hear her name until much later on. But anyway, Vanessa is just Ursula in disguise and she curses Eric to where he just becomes this deadpan fucking idiot where he's just doing whatever. You see that Ariel wakes up the next day and he's like, we're getting married. He's demanding it to his butler. And the butler's like, it's going to take time. He's like, nope, we're doing it tomorrow. Today. Today. Is it today? Because it's the third day. And so she has until sunset. And she's, like, very heartbroken and upset. I remember, I mean, I said something to you during the movie. I was like, is he cursed? I don't know that I remembered or ever noticed that he was under a spell. I just assumed that he was like, this must be her with her voice. Because it's her voice. But, yeah, it it shows, like, this gold, like, go up into his eyes. And then you see him. He's just completely does not react to anything through the rest of the movie until the curse is broken. His face is completely straight-faced. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he's cursed for sure. And, and Ariel's crying as the wedding ship Yeah, she departs. doesn't know what's going on. She just assumes that she basically lost out. And Scuttle happens to see Vanessa look in the mirror, and I guess the reflection is Ursula. Yes. So Scuttle warns Ariel and all them, and Ariel goes to the ship. How does she get to the ship? She fucking... <laughs> They knock some barrels on the oh, ground. Oh, that's right. And then and Flounder, Flounder pulls the... a barrel. Yeah, like, that's right. Which she confidently jumped in the water. Like, I'm going to swim to that Sebastian ship. And Sebastian went to Triton to let him know about the contract. Yes. And meanwhile, Scuttle and all these animals um, try and postpone the wedding. Scuttle lands in her face, in Vanessa's face, and just goes, wah! <laughs> <laughs> To break up the wedding. <laughs> like, a lot yeah. of stuff's happening. You know, birds are flying by, there's seals and fish, but when yeah. Scuttle lands and just screams in her face, I'm telling you, Scuttle's crazy. crazy. He, is, um, he is crazy. Like, and... the people on the ship, too, like, the people attending the wedding, they are experiencing a lot Luck. of shit right yeah, now. Yeah, they're like, what is like, going on? Like, there's animals attacking. And all of this is going on, and Eric's standing up straight, like, two by yeah, four. Yeah, he doesn't even care. Yeah. Not to mention, the priest that's marrying them, he doesn't even know what's happening. He's still trying to read from the book. Yeah. Like, he's so fucking old that he doesn't know what's going on. And then old girl's necklace, Vanessa's, or yes. Ursula's necklace Ursula's necklace flying. gets knocked off, um, breaking the curse, turning her back into, well, no, I guess she no, doesn't turn back. Not but, yet. 
the necklace lands on Ariel and gives her her voice back. Yes, and then Eric realizes it's her. Oh, it's you. I can hear the voice now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Whatever, Eric. Get yeah. out of town. Ariel. Is trying to explain. If she would not have explained and just kissed yeah, him. Yeah, just completely let's get this going. <laughs> Yeah, we don't need the big fight. Yeah, but instead she's like, I wanted to tell so you and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and of course... Of course. She wastes her time. Down. Sun goes down. She, like, seizes up and, like, falls. And Ursula then turns back into a squid. Again, imagine the people I on this wedding ship. octopus, right? Octopus. Um, she I, has eight legs. Well, I think it's been argued because if you count her two arms, it's eight. But she technically only has six. So it's an octopus or squid. Six but, tentacles. Yeah. I think it's a squid then. I'm going squid. Either way, she turns back. Again, the people attending the wedding. What the fuck? This woman just turned into a squid or an I octopus. Know. She grabs Ariel and is like, you fucking lost. Like, I'm taking you back. And she goes down to her cave or whatever where she runs into Triton. Which, meanwhile, this is all happening. I guess everybody on the ship is just standing there like... Mm -hmm. Anyway, Triton agrees to take Ariel's place in the garden. And like... I get what you're doing. You're sacrificing yourself for your daughter. But did you think your daughter was going to have a great normal life now? Now that Ursula has the trident? like Yeah. And, like, I just feel like Triton could have done more. Just kill to her. Defeat... Yeah. <laughs> just... He could have done more to defeat Ursula instead of trying to defeat her contract. Like, yeah. In, he hit and the, the contract. And the thing is, is, like, in that moment, you're like, oh, this is Ariel's redeeming moment. Redeeming moment. Anyway, Ursula gets the crown. She makes herself 900 times bigger coming out of the sea with herself just laughing, trying to kill everyone. I forgot to mention, actually, the most evil thing Ursula does in the movie is as she's disguised as Vanessa and she's walking down the aisle, she kicks the dog in the face. She does kick the dog in the bitch. face. Worst thing that she does. <laughs> yeah, and in the midst of this fight, this was the funniest scene of the movie for me. Flounder takes his tail or something and bitch slaps one of the eels and she goes, well, she says that after she tries to shoot at something and misses and she hits them, they turn to chum. chum. They're immediately just it's eyeballs like, and pieces. Yeah, and she's like, boopsie. But Flounder, yeah. bitch slap poopsie too. <laughs> and that was funny. Also, before she turns big though, Eric swims down to the ocean deep. Yet again, a human touching the Man, deep. Man, he can hold his breath, too. Well, he swims down there to throw a single harpoon, and then he's just he like... He hits her arm. Terrible Shit. aim, And he runs away. Like, that was your plan? That was your entire yeah. plan? But he does, you know, get back to the surface, as you said, Ursula becomes giant, and she creates this whirlpool that raises all these broken ships to the surface. Eric gets on one of them, and it's the most brutal it's thing his I've seen. Ship. I don't think it is. It it was one of the crashed ones because it shows the ship at the bottom of the ocean, mm. and then it shows her like make this whirlpool and it rises up. And she traps Ariel at the bottom so Ariel can't help. Yes. Him and then he uh, stabs her. Yeah, that's what and I'm saying. She dies. It was brutal. He impaled her with a right? ship. I think for me, I was kind of upset at this point. I was like, why couldn't Ariel like do it? Like it's just showing like. She's, like, helpless, and, like, Eric just had to save her because her whole point was, I just want to be a human, and I'm in love with a human. Yeah, I mean, that was... I was, like... It, it's uh, kind of a thing in a lot of Disney movies, I guess. You know, people have made the argument of which Disney princess was the first to, like, prove they don't need a man or whatever. So, yeah. Mulan. I don't know. 
I, I don't I know the order of these movies came out, so I couldn't really make the argument. But one of them did it. And um, anyway, Ursula loses because she's just fucking impaled. It's crazy. And you cut to Ariel and Eric's wedding where Triton has decided, you know, it's okay. And he was going to let them get married. And he, like, puts a rainbow, I think, over their, like, wedding ship. I don't know why they're getting married on a ship. I feel like for Ariel, it made sense to get married on the ship so, like, her people of Atlantica could come. Yeah, they did all swim up. Again, all the people on the ship now know mermaids so are real. I just think it's so cute and sad that Triton, like, lets her go. Yeah. I mean, Which, like, this makes me Because he of... turns her human, I guess, because she did turn back into a mermaid. Yeah. I didn't mention that part. He uses his magic to turn I... her human. Uh, I think it's even worse in the sequel though when she's like you can never see our daughter and it was 12 years i know heartbroken which we're not going over that movie today but just had to mention that well for this movie i mean i gave it a 3.8 out of 5 that's why i gave it i gave it the same thing yeah look it's crazy 3.8 crazy gave it yeah i gave it a 3.8 too i mean i liked it a lot i liked about it but there was some things like i didn't like or didn't make sense and i stand by the fact that ariel was 16 oh yeah she was 16 we do not know how old eric was i'm gonna say for peace of my mind he was 17 i guess he was prince eric not king eric so maybe we can and like i said the voice actor him to everyone was pushing for him to get married which like back in the times i think that this took place it would be he would also be a teenager so many disney movies are based on fairy tales things like that that um are a lot darker than the actual movie Uh so i'm gonna read to you i have five different facts or not and you just give me true or false if it's true um based on different disney movies okay if i get all of them right what do i get you're not gonna get them right so whatever you want Oh, interesting. <laughs> uh, one, the story that inspired Mulan has Mulan killed during the war. I feel like we've talked about this before and that's true. It's false. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> the fairy tale which inspired Snow White ends with the evil queen being forced to dance in a pair of red hot iron slippers until she dies. Yes. That's true. You knew that one? No, just... but it just sounded really cool. <laughs> okay. I feel like that's what they should have done to Circe. Oh, my God. Uh, the novel Peter and Wendy hints that Peter Pan kills the children as they grow up. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's true. true. Because it's like the whole thing is like the kids are actually dead. I have no, heard. No, that's just, I mean, that I've heard that, but yeah. that's just somebody's made up. It's oh. the same shit people do with the Rugrats. You ever heard that where it's like... Where it's like they're all dead and it's Angelica's imagination. People just want to make up the darkest shit, which it can be cool. I don't don't want to get on a soapbox about this, but I hate that shit. I hate when people try and make up these headcanons that make no sense. It's one thing for your headcanon to be something that kind of fits in place and kind of connects parts of the story that don't make sense. But the people at Nickelodeon did not think, let's write a story about a girl and all her baby friends are dead. Why would they do that? And why would they make him so much younger than her? All they wanted to do was make a fucking cartoon for kids. It doesn't make sense. Those things are insane. But yes, that's one of the things people do say as well. That I sent you a video about the regrets recently. That was from a podcast. I know. I hate it. And it's just... I knew you would. That's why I sent it to you. Because we had already had this (sighs) argument before. People... Yeah. Everything doesn't need to be dark. For... I mean, if you do that, make new media with it. Like, you saw me fucking getting super into that Amanda the Adventurer shit. It's, like, based on, like, the idea of Dora the Explorer, except it's crazy and dark and has this whole weird backstory. That's the kind of thing you do. 
if you want to come up with a dark version of your thing. Don't yeah. try and apply it to the main thing. Or make a shit-ass Winnie the Pooh horror movie for no fucking reason. You know, things like that. But don't try and apply it to the existing media. Everyone's always sleeping on the OR, too. Mm. <laughs> okay, off my soapbox now. Originally, Pinocchio's entire body would grow when he lied until he is killed and used as firewood. No. Yeah, false. And th did you just make these up yourself? The false ones, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, that one wouldn't make sense like because his nose over. grows as a human. So that one, if you had thought about it, like you I, got it right anyway. I don't know that much about Pinocchio. Okay. Um, the Little Mermaid fairy tale sees her sisters gifting her a dagger, instructing her to murder Eric. I feel like that's a yes. That is. Because of just like the way that Triton it's was about It's fucking crazy. You know, I was you reading know what's about crazy? it. Have you ever seen um, the movie Ella Enchanted? Yeah, I think I've seen bits of it with... Uh, Anne Hathaway? Yeah. Yeah, so basically she has like somebody who, like a fairy makes her obedient. Like that's her yeah. gift and she does everything. I remember that, yeah. And somebody hands her a dagger and is like, kill the prince that she's like in love with uh, and yeah. he sees her dagger that's crazy. And, like, she has to say yes to everything that people, like, ask her. And it's, like, a whole scene. You will no longer be obedient. And she, like, throws down the dagger. Oh God. It's, like, a <laughs> whole thing. But my point is, is, like, I don't know. It kind of gives me ill-enchanted vibes. Well, it's apparently a whole thing that I was reading where in the original story, like, Eric doesn't fall in love with her. He's just straight up not in love with her. And she's sad. And so she wants to go back to Atlantica. But she can't. She's stuck as a human. And they're like, here's how you become a mermaid again. Take this enchanted dagger we got from the witch, kill him, and let his blood drip on your feet. And I was like, oh my god. Like, Does she? No. Oh. It. Uh, she... she ends up doing something that makes her ascend to a god. It's so, it, like, I was reading it and I was like, what is this? <laughs> it's crazy. That's too insane. Anyway, too insane. Um, what'd you get? You got all of them but the first one, right? Yeah. Oh. For some reason, I thought that we had talked about the Mulan. We've talked about something with Mulan before. Yeah. But I could definitely see that making sense. Yeah. Okay. Should we do sequels? Yeah. My sequel is a prequel. It's live action. Mm -hmm. It's not cartoon. And it's called Atlantica, The Rise of King Triton. Oh. Yeah catchy um Is that triton or trident triton okay yeah not the gum triton triton has a trident yes yeah triton has a trident yeah king triton's trident king triton's trident yeah <laughs> atlantica the rise of king triton it is a dark live action movie mm-hmm it will start with a movie intro slowly of how, like, you know, like, they do those, like, quick pans before, like, movies actually start. Into how Ursula came into power and ruled Atlantica. Mm -hmm. Her rule will be long and the people will be absolutely terrified of her. Of her. She's got slaves. She kills people. Oh. She's a real Circe. Mm. <laughs> real Game of Thrones vibe is what I'm going here. Yeah. Okay? Eventually, it's going to show all the people that she's, like, imprisoned because they can't do what she asks. It's just a very miserable place. Yeah. It's like the poor people of King's Landing, okay? Um, it's going to show King Triton starting as a child and his parents and their dying breaths. <laughs> They've dedicated their lives to figure out how to kill Ursula or how to make her not be in power anymore. And their dying breaths are going to tell him the secret to defeating her. Mm. So he's going to like secretly train all of these years, just work his way up. And through many trials and tribulations, he faced, like, lost love, yeah. all of this, deaths, friends' deaths, lots of deaths. He's going to be able to defeat Ursula, although he's not 
actually able to kill her, and then he's going to become the king of Atlantica, which is why he's so loved. I see. I like that. I mean, I, it feels very Greek tragedy kind of yeah. story. Straight up. Well, didn't um, think I had that in me, did you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we talked about some of the sequel stuff that really exists in the world as we were going through it, but there was a TV show that took place before the original movie, uh, followed by The Little Mermaid 2 Return to the Sea, which of course sees her daughter Melody kind of paralleling her where she is a human that wants to return or go to the sea. And then there was a prequel that I mentioned to you, The Little Mermaid Ariel's Beginning, which covered the story of Ariel's mother dying. And then, of course, there's the live-action film set to release this month at the time of us recording, at least. Mm -hmm. And that is going to follow a similar plot to the original movie, so I've heard... For my sequel, I just went ahead and I'm going to go ahead and say that the two sequels that they did to the animated as well as the show do not exist. I'm just doing The Little Mermaid 2, more of a direct sequel to the first one. So for my sequel, Ariel travels with Eric to meet his parents and witness the kingdom that she will one day be queen of. I mean, I kind of had thought maybe this is, is the kingdom where she was, but at the same time, they were on a trip at the beginning, Eric was, and you don't see his parents anywhere. And again, he's only prince, he's not king, and it could be because he's not married yet. But either way, I'm assuming he has parents somewhere. So she's going to go meet them for the first time. As Ariel's not human, you know, she's very much a fish out of water. And she's harshly judged by her new in-laws. You're being harshly judged by me for that (laughs) comment. So, you know, she'd go there and fucking still do the same, play with a fucking fork in her hair, and her in-laws would just be like, what the hell is this? Mm -hmm. Ariel eventually has an argument with her in-laws, and hours later, she goes to apologize to them, and she misinterprets a conversation that she hears between Eric and her in-laws, and she believes that Eric no longer loves her. You're really going Pocahontas 2 on us here. I was thinking I was really going Shrek 2. Well, Pocahontas too. You should, you should, should look lie. it up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit. Oh well. <laughs> anyway, um, I haven't heard the end, but Ariel, because of this, she wishes to return to the sea. But King Triton insists that she doesn't give up, leading Ariel to send Sebastian Flounder to Ursula's cave for a magic solution to her problem. Flounder and Sebastian are captured by a surviving and maimed Ursula, who forces them to bring Ariel a cursed amulet causing her to switch bodies with Ursula. So, you know, Sebastian Flounder, they bring her this amulet. They're like, you put this on, you know, you're going to, whatever. Everything's going to be good. You're going to know all this human stuff. Are they, like, cursed? Yes, they're going to be cursed. Okay, And she just believes them because, you know, we're under the impression Ursula's dead. Mm -hmm. So she puts on the amulet. This causes her to switch bodies with Ursula. And Ursula tries to sabotage the already rocky marriage between Ariel and Eric. Ariel is going to be stuck in the cave um, because Ursula's body is damaged. She can't move. So she's just been stuck in that cave. Starving. Yeah, starving. Nice. (laughs) But now Ariel's there, and she can't escape to go tell anybody because she's in the body and she's hurt. And something along the way, let's say Ursula would say something that would lead Eric to realize, this is not my wife, this is not the woman I love. Mm -hmm. And so Eric would contact Triton for help. So Triton would agree to turn Eric into a merman to help search for the real Ariel. Oh, shit. (laughs) So I think Merman air. Merman (laughs) air. So however, the spell that uh, Triton would cast to turn Eric into a merman would accidentally transform Eric's parents as well into people, leading them to find out the truth about Ariel and learn a lesson from this different culture. I mean, I know Trident 
Triton could have just turned them back, but he doesn't. He's really struggling today, everyone. I'm Stop. so sorry. <laughs> so, the in-laws, they are now in Atlantica. They're learning about this other culture, learning about Ariel, and fucking learning a lesson for their rude asses. Eventually, Ariel is found in Ursula's body, but the only way to save her is to remove the amulet from Ariel's body. Upon returning to land, Ursula is now ruling the kingdom because the king, queen, and prince are all gone. So as far as the kingdom is concerned, the princess is the new leader. Mm. But it's Ursula, of course, and she is ordering a war on the sea people, claiming the sea people murdered their king and queen, as well as ooh, her husband. Ooh, it got a little dark. Will it be lighthearted dark, though? Yeah, lighthearted okay. dark. Um, so at the last minute, of course, during this war that's about to start, the amulet is removed, and Ariel is put back into her body and calls off the war, ending the movie with her in-laws having learned to accept her differences and Ariel saving the day as the queen. Mm. So I like it. I do have a follow-up question. Do mm -hmm. they go kill Ursula? Let's just leave that off screen. This is a Disney movie now. Yes, they do. Let's, how about we get a scene where Triton turns her little and puts her in a jar? I like it. <laughs> okay. That's more Disney. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we got to get rid of her. Oh, my God. Well, you know. Tired of her. So, uh, I'm going to say it. My sequel's better. Well, that's not for you to decide. <clears throat> that's not for me to determine. I mean, unless anybody else votes on these things yeah. on YouTube, it's just me voting, and I vote myself no every time. Listeners. I have listeners. Tell them. Tell her. Leave a comment. Tell her you listen, please. The Rise of King Triton was better, y'all. The Little Mermaid 2 was better. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Thank you for making it this far. We hope you enjoyed. If you are able and willing, please share our show with someone, leave us a review, and come back for more next week. If you would like to vote on whose sequel idea was the best, come by our YouTube channel for the polls, or let us know your idea with a comment, tweet, or you can reach us at needlesssequel at gmail.com. Links, as always, will be wherever you are listening. All right, be easy, everyone. We will see you next week.